Hello, and thanks for joining us. Two sharp chefs and a microphone here. I'm Lorraine Moss, chef and journalist. And I'm Louis Victor, chef and professional food photographer. We started this podcast in memory of one of the best food culture ambassadors of all time, Anthony Bourdain. In his memory, we wanted to do the right thing and build a better sense of community among cooks, chefs, restaurant workers, and food lovers here in Las Vegas and worldwide. Hey, Lou. What's going on? Okay, so we're Zooming now. And for some reason, every time I hear the word Zoom, I'm a freaking 90s kid, and this is all I hear in my head. That's awesome. Okay, you're up. All I want to do is I'm a Zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Oh, God. I hope we're not violating any uh, <laughs> copyright. Probably. But yeah. I think it's uh, the 10, 15 second rule or something like right. that. So yeah, we still got it. Yeah, it was (laughs) fourteen point nine seconds. Yeah. So so that's making me happy right now. How are you doing? Doing great, actually. Um, Hanging on in there. It's I've lost track of my calendar for real, and my clock. I don't even wear a watch anymore. (laughs) And you found something where you can get some extra money. Tell people about that. Yeah. Oh, so Guy Fieri was actually um, Instagramming about this. uh, Yes. Yes restaurant association relief fund Uh where everybody um, who is a member of the hospitality industry, whether bartender, server, um, anybody who has anything to do with the restaurant industry, if your hours have been significantly um, reduced or you've been laid off, your income has been cut off, you can actually go to their website. um, It's RERF.com. Uh, and okay. then they'll give you an, a $500 um, kind of like a stimulus thing. Okay. You complete an application. Yeah. Dude, everybody go do it. Mm-hmm. It's a yep. pretty easy process, yeah? Uh, it was pretty easy for me. Not everybody who I gave the um, information to act- were actually able to apply. Um, I think they did the first round the first week of April and they closed it down because they had like 13,000 applicants this yeah. morning. They opened it up again to about 20,000 applicants. I was there at 9am refreshing my browsers. I had three browsers going on and I managed to get in. So, you know, I, I, I really wasn't trying that hard either. So yeah, when this airs, which is a little bit from now, um, just remember that on things like that, it just changes every single day. In fact, when we had um, reposted, James Beard was doing something similar to that, their foundation. I had to take yeah. it down like less than an hour because Elizabeth Lau had let me know that they had already started closed applications. It. Yeah. So um, with these applications, it's so important that you just jump on it ASAP and be like Louie, just really buckle down and be right. ready to wait as long as you have to in order to get, you know, some extra money. Why not? Why not it's try? It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, unemployment for Nevada. If you have a question, you really need to talk to them on the phone. Good fucking luck. Like yeah. seriously, it's hard. Like yeah, it's- I've considered pressing the Espanol um, <laughs> option. Well, so. if you need help with that translation. Right, I know, right? <laughs> I'm fluent. <laughs> no, I mean, I could understand like the basic whatever, but once right. the actual person comes on, it's like done. 
Too fast for you. Too fast. Slow down. You mean atros doesn't work? No, atros. No, definitely not. Um, so Louie, uh, we're talking with Janine Jaffer today, uh, executive chef of Shiraz, and she's going to talk about immune boosting ingredients, which is something honestly that I think anyone that's smart right now is thinking about. Yeah. Right? Yo, yeah. That's, the, so, that's the new in thing. Oh yeah. It's like, there's, there's emergency, obviously. I mean, it's something that people have been using for a long time. There's orange juice, there's vitamin C, there's elderberry, and those can all work. Um, but honestly, as we've talked about before, food is medicine. I mean, you can eat ginger, drink ginger. We're going to be talking about turmeric, all kinds of things that can basically get your blood flowing and help your immune system. Yep. So let's go ahead and start with this podcast, Sharp Quote Loop. You must be shapeless, formless, like water. When you pour water in a cup, it becomes a cup. When you pour water in a bottle, it becomes the bottle. When you pour water in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Water can drip and it can crash. Become like water, my friend. Bruce Lee. Bruce fucking Lee. Yep. Listen to Bruce Lee. Dude, I was uh, so close to saying, if you pour the water in the teacup, it becomes tea. <laughs> <laughs> Ginger tea. Right? <laughs> All right, Lou, today we are chatting with Janine Jaffer, executive chef of Shiraz Las Vegas. Freaking How are you doing, Janine? How are you guys? Hi. You know, we are what? just hanging in there at this point. <laughs> um, how's it going on your end? Because I know that uh, just... At the end of March, you closed temporarily at Shiraz, and now you're concentrating mostly on your meal prep. How is that transition going? Uh, the transition is going really well. It, it was a super hard decision to make to close the doors, but unfortunately, even though we've had some really awesome support from you know some friends and family, it just wasn't enough for sustainability. So I literally cried about it. I I didn't mm. want to you know lay off the staff because everybody's working and struggling and trying to stay alive. And, but at the end of the day, it was the best thing to do to, you know, to not go under, I guess. But the meal prep, um, I was doing that privately before I started on at Shiraz. Um, and I was doing very, very well. And I put it on hold because I got so busy here. Um, so I started it up, uh, probably back in January little by little. I, and I focus mainly on clients that have, um, immunodeficiency. Oh, so oh, okay. I was, I was helping them to get, you know, healthier through food, through holistic approaches versus, you know, medicine and pills and this and that. Um, so I kind of just expanded that and opened it up and, you know, let everybody and anybody come on board and it's, it's caught on very, very well, very quickly. And I'm super happy. I was very blessed to have my mom cook three meals a day for us when we were younger. So there wasn't a lot of eating out or junk food or anything like that. But there was also no real concept of portion control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we kind of just ate what was there and I probably overindulged quite a bit. So I was a, a slightly chunky young, young thing, <laughs> <laughs> which I know nobody believes. Um, but the turning point for me was the unfortunate incident of my father passing away right before my 21st birthday. And he was only 55. Um, and he had high blood pressure, high cholesterol and diabetes, which are all seriously unavoidable or they are avoidable issues 
if you maintain a proper balanced diet. Um, so I think that for me was the turning point where I kind of internalized and said, well, do I want to be where he is when I get to 55? Cause I mean, I'm not quite there yet, but it's, it's approaching kind of quickly. <laughs> Janine, I know you focus on a immune boosting ingredients on your meal yes. prep. I've been taking a look at it. What does that mean to you? Boosting your immune system is probably one of the best things to do. Um, just for overall long-term health benefits. Uh, and this is something like I've always done uh, being from, you know, a half Indian background. We use a lot of things like turmeric and cayenne and, you know, peppers and cumin and cumin seeds, coriander seeds, fennel seeds, all of these things in conjunction with one another help, you know, boost immune functions. They help to regulate digestive system, you know, a gut health. Etc. So I always have used those in my life, in my cooking, and I bring that too, especially to the meal preps. Um, so you're eating well, the food is flavored in a way that like makes people's mouths smile and their tongues are happy, but they also don't understand that what they're eating when, when I'm making it for them helps them in the long term. Right. You know, it, it's like, it's like when you exercise, you want, you want to see the effects right away, but it doesn't happen right away. It's, you know, commitment and you have to continually do these things to see a long-term effect. This is actually working out in a sense perfectly in what you already do. Yeah, exactly. That's why it was a very easy transition for me. Um, You know, even like when my staff at the restaurant caught a cold or a flu or they were starting to feel a little sick, they kind of came to me like, you know, chef, chef, I don't feel good. And I said, okay, well, tell me what your symptoms are. Cause I actually have a little bit of a medical background as well. I went to nursing school for three years, um, prior to this. And then, you know, the hospitality industry, cause I actually wanted to be a nurse with the doctors with no borders program. <laughs> wow. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's just one, of, that's one of those things that people don't know about me, my staff and stuff. And even, you know, friends, family, whatever, they'll call me and say, I'm not feeling good. And I'll find, I'll ask them, what are you feeling? What are your symptoms? And then I always have something that they can make at home or I make for them that helps them, you know, with ingredients that you have laying around home, like the best, best, best immune booster and like virus fighter is what we call a tea. It's cumin seed, coriander seed, fennel seed, fresh ginger, lemon juice, and cayenne. You basically just boil all of this, pour it in a glass and drink it. Yep. Wow. Well, definitely try that. <laughs> so I, I, I the honey, honey, lemon, cayenne, and suspended like in a like a hot broth type tea that really works. Oh. Really works. Yes, so. I do a lot of uh, turmeric ginger broth soups. Yeah, that are like veggie veggie based. I, I don't really eat a lot of meat, but uh, every once in a while. I'm like a ninety percent vegetarian. <laughs> well, while we're talking about that, occasionalitarian. Yeah. Yes. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about um, your diet. I understand that you follow a halal diet, and I know that a lot to do with how they, you know, produce the meat and how they slaughter the animals and how they treat the animals. Why did you want to start doing that a few years ago? Um, well, it's not that I actually decided to start. I, you know, I, I am a Muslim. I was born and raised Muslim. Um, but when we first moved to Vegas in 89, (laughs) that's a long time. I know. I know. I moved here when I was six. So I'm pretty much like 
a lost vegan, vegan, whatever you want to yeah. call it. A native. <laughs> vegan, vegan. <laughs> vegan, vegan. Yeah. So when we first moved here, there was absolutely no Indian, Pakistani, or Muslim communities. Um, so, you know, we didn't really think about eating halal. Uh, we just had whatever was here. And then as, as people started coming in and the community started gaining, you know, gaining steam, we had like finally one mosque uh, when I was 13 or 14 and maybe one halal grocery store, which didn't have everything that we needed. But it, it was like when, you know, when we started learning more about who we are and where we come from, you want to like assimilate with that more. Um, and so I, you know, we would go, we would actually go to California once every couple of months and buy halal meat, put it in a freezer chest and bring it back home. Right. And, and then along the lines, you know, you get caught up with life and growing up and being a kid and being a teenager and going off to college and this and that. And after my dad's passing, I kind of went away from everything for a long time, culture, heritage, religion, everything, you know, you kind of get lost. Yeah. And then I woke up, I came back and then I realized, you know, I've always aligned myself with either kosher or Muslim, you know, halal restaurants. So if I'm eating halal or kosher, which are, you know, what kosher, kosher is approved, you know, for us to eat. Um, so if I'm doing that at the restaurant and I'm doing it at home, why would I not do it when I go out to eat? Right. Especially when you know the benefits of the meat itself, how, you know, we don't eat any meat that was sick or injured or, you know, like shot on the side of the road or whatever it is. There's such a high quality, high standard. I've actually done blind taste tests for a lot of like friends for them to see the benefits um, and like give them the same plate of regular meat and halal meat. And they, you know, they've always chosen the halal meat. They say, wow, it has a better flavor, a better texture. It's a softer, juicier, more, you know, just overall better. And then I'm like, oh, that's a long meat. <laughs> yeah, we're, right. we're definitely both huge believers in that and how you treat the animal and how you slaughter the animal can definitely affect taste and flavor. Oh yeah. And if you've actually seen the slaughters at the slaughterhouses versus seeing a halal slaughter, you see, you see the, the whole treatment is completely different. They're not scared in any way. And right. that's part of like the, the main tenements of a halal slaughter. Yeah, you got to look beyond whatever you see in a package, basically, and kind of think of it. And the animal has feelings prior to you. Absolutely. So, uh, why did you come back? I should say, or why did you come to this cuisine uh, after you know you've been around the world and you've tasted and you've cooked all different kinds of things? Uh, what does it mean to you to, to come back to kind of, I guess, your traditional foods? It feels like home. You know, this is my true comfort food. And, um, when I was growing up, my, my mom and my dad, they both cooked. Um, but when my dad did, it was always very, very sporadic, but he always told me, my dad grew up in Pakistan and Karachi and he came here in the early, no, late seventies. So he was like, you know, 30 something by then. It just made me feel connected to my heritage. And whenever I cook these meals now, I just like, I remember being five years old again and, you know, being in the kitchen and hearing those stories and just feeling that the, the culture and the history and the love. And I mean, storytellers too. Yes. I love oh, it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you walk through their menu and you can totally like extract like their whole life story behind it. You can taste love and passion. I mean, we're yeah. strong believers in that is, yeah. you know, like you're putting the love and you feel the love as you're cooking it. We feel the love as you're eating it, as we're yeah. eating it. And, and this is one of the reasons why I don't eat out a lot. <laughs> 
That's you and me. I, <laughs> me I too. am so disappointed nine times out of 10 if I go to like, let's say a chain restaurant or something. If I don't know the chef behind the kitchen, I usually don't go or I'll buy, you know, I'll get an order of something and I fucking hate it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is gross. You know, they, they should have done this and there's no this. And like, it just tastes like they want the money. And I, I hate that because I really feel I've always felt in every industry that I've ever worked in. If you don't love it, don't do it. We want to congratulate you because we actually have not seen you since you were just recently before all this. And it feels like a million years ago now, but it wasn't that long ago. (laughs) You were named uh, best female chef for the Silver State Awards for 2020. What did that feel like? Oh my God. You know what? It's such an amazing, amazing honor. Um, It was a true blessing. And I'm happy that, you know, I'm happy that I was able, I'm, I'm able to do what I do and people recognize that and appreciate it. And, you know, it's not just about the food. It's not just about the, the notoriety or anything like that. Not just to be a great chef, but to be a great humanitarian. It's recognized. Very yeah, true. That's super awesome. Yeah. Uh, we all met at the Women's Hospitality Initiative event yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. before all this garbage happened that was a beautiful night wasn't it like that was a lot of amazing people. night i was i was just giving everybody a hug when <laughs> hugs were still permissible yeah <laughs> right? what a different world right now a month after <laughs> i'm like stay away <laughs> um janine why was it important for you to join that cause i was always a very a young woman in a man's world And I never felt like that was the way that things should be. And I feel that, you know, we as women bring a lot more to the table than just being a pretty face or, you know, somebody to take care of kids at home. You know, we bring so many other qualities that men lack. And if we work together as a team, instead of building, you know, instead of tearing each other down, like women typically do, like this group of women in Las Vegas and hospitality are so amazing and so positive and so shit I don't know the right word but it's like a feeling that you cannot describe it's just like it's amazing that so many women are in the same boat so show and tell Janine what do you got there chef with you why is it important to your kitchen what do you use it why do you adore it okay let me start off by saying the chef's knife is the one tool that nobody can live without. So this one is a not so common one. Obviously we were thinking microplane and like immersion blender. And yeah. Stuff. Nope, I've got the falafel maker. Ooh. Oh. He okay. just tell us, chef. Yeah, so this bad boy, uh, they come in a couple of different sizes. This is the larger one. This one I use uh, not only for massive falafel, but also for alu tiki, which are the spiced potato cutlets. Um, I also use them for things like chamois kebab, which is a meat and lentil mixture that you you make it into these little circles and you deep fry them. But it's really cool. It's got this little thing on the side and you fill it. And you okay. use a spoon and just make it all nice and round, and bam, you've got your falafel. Yeah, and then it um, ejects it out in a perfect shape and portion. That's awesome. All right, it's everybody's favorite time. On the fly with Chef Janine Jaffer. 60 seconds, rapid fire questions. Chef Janine, are you ready? I'm ready. 
All right, Louis, go. What's your comfort food right now? Helene, always since childhood. Cat or dog person? Big ass dogs. Ooh, like the big dogs. <laughs> Best binge-worthy show? Bollywood flicks. Yahoo! Dream place to travel and eat? Puerto Rico. Yeah. Guilty pleasure. Boxing. 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 <laughs> First thing you'll do when this pandemic is over. Go eat a fancy dinner somewhere. Childhood food craving. Halim, again. Once Favorite. you guys try it, you'll understand why. Okay. Oh, all right. We need to try this. Favorite Corona Apocalypse beverage. <laughs> Water with ginger crystals. Right. How do you practice self-care? Uh, I keep myself wrapped up like a gangster with a bandana. <laughs> Gloves, school sleeves, everything but the hazmat suit. And I mean, like normal, we always wash our hands like a million times, but now it's like a trillion times a day. So I have no skin left on my hands. Um, the timer went off, but we're going to keep going. Go ahead, Lou. So what restaurant are you jonesing to go back to? Chai Spice. Yeah. And most importantly, what is your go-to kitchen jam? Uh, anything system of a doubt. Rah! That is so like, you know, it gets me prepping. System of down gets me prepping like no other. All right, chef, go ahead and sell it for your sexy, healthy meal prep. <laughs> All right. So if you guys want to eat healthy during the quarantine season, I suppose, <laughs> you can place your orders with me on Sunday by noon for Monday pickup or delivery and by Wednesday at noon for Thursday pickup and delivery. Every week, the menu rotates um, to feature some you know, nice, fun, flavorful food from all around the world. So that way you don't get bored with the same stuff every day. And how do we contact you? Do we go through email, Instagram? What do you like? Send an email, send a text. Um, all the flyers have my personal cell number on them. You can send me an Instagram message or through Facebook. And I take PayPal, Zelle, and Venmo. No cash, please. Not right now. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Chef, it was so nice speaking with you. Thank you so much. And we can't wait to go dine at the restaurant. We're going to be back at Shiraz when this thing is over. Yep. All right. Sounds like a plan. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone. We love subscribers almost as much as we love food. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review. And check out Two Sharp Chefs, that's with a number two, on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our WordPress blog. Email us with any questions and ideas at twosharpchefs at gmail.com. And Louie, we stream new episodes every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. It's been a pleasure. We're 86th. Till next week.